listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody. We are a little over two weeks from Christmas, so if uh, you don't get to listen to another one of these shows before that time, Merry Christmas in advance, everybody. So glad that you're listening this morning. My name is Zachary Weber. I'm your host this morning, and I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Hey, we would love to see you come out this morning. You can join us at 10 a.m. The River Church. Our address is 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. You can also get additional information by going to our website, theriverkoshocton.com. Also, if you're not doing this already, you should follow us on social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash theriverkoshocton. And you can also follow us on Instagram at riverkoshocton. You can go on there, check out pictures of our revival meetings and outreaches and services, uh, all kinds of stuff on our social media that you can avail yourself to. Also, on our Facebook, we live stream every service. So you can go on Facebook and actually watch us live this morning. Maybe you can't get out of the house for whatever reason. Well, you can join us right through your computer or cell phone. There's a chat room on there. You can let us know that you're watching. But I want to tell you, there's nothing like being there. So if you can get to the river this morning, you want to come. I'm telling you, God is moving in our church every Sunday. I mean, especially over the past few weeks. I mean, every Sunday is epic. However, the past few weeks, God has really really been moving by his spirit. I just got out of a series that I preached on the supernatural power of God. I want to tell you something. God is supernatural. And the Bible says in Isaiah that we have been made for signs and wonders. We were made for the supernatural. We are supernatural people as believers and as Christians. Well, I just got out of the series and man, God has just been moving by his spirit in these services. Look, if you've never been in an environment where the gifts of the spirit operate, you want to be in that environment. Because the Bible says in Corinthians, uh, Paul said that the manifestations of the Holy Spirit are given to every man to profit. So God has these nine gifts of the spirit that he wants you to experience in your life. They're to profit and to benefit God's people. You know, I had someone quote me the scripture, well, they're as the spirit wills, sonny boy. Well, that is true. That's what the Bible says. The gifts of the spirit, they're as the spirit wills. Well, I want to tell you something. He's been very willing at the river church. I'm sorry if he's not willing at your church, but he's willing at our church because God moves where there's hungry people and when there's thirsty people, where there's people crying out, where there's people in desperate situations. God moves where there's people who come together in one accord and one place and where there's an environment of faith. God moves where there's faith, where there's hunger, and where there's thirst. So you want to put yourself in that environment. You want to be where God is moving. So come. It's a wonderful time. 
If you need God to do something for you, we'll believe with you. Jesus said, if you agree on anything, my father will do it. So we'll come in agreement with you in prayer. Uh, you know, it's it's just an epic time. And I want to extend an invitation to you. Uh, it's not a boring service. Uh, I'll tell you that. If you enjoy our radio, our service is 10 times better. And, uh, and because God is just moving, God shows up. He shows off and he does what he's always done for the last 2,000 years. He saves, he heals, he delivers, he sets free. He's so good. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did 2,000 years ago, he's still doing today. He is still the healer. Psalms 103, David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all my iniquities, and he heals all all my diseases. Amen. He's still the healer. Under the Old Testament, he called himself Jehovah Jireh. I'm sorry, Jehovah Rapha, which means I am the Lord, your physician. I'm the Lord, your healer. Well, did something change between the old covenant and the new covenant? Well, it's certainly true that some things have changed, but God didn't change. Amen. The Bible says we are under a better covenant based off better promises. If God healed in the Old Testament under an old covenant, he heals under a new covenant. Hallelujah. That's signed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I was telling the church last week because we did communion. And uh, I was talking about how the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they had Passover, a Passover meal. And what they basically did was they took a, a sheep or a goat and they killed it and they took the blood and they put it on their doors. And really, if you look at what they did, they put it in the shape of, of a cross. They put it on the left, they put it on the right part of their door, and then they put it on the top. It, it made the shape of a cross. And uh, any theologian, whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal, does not matter. Any theologian will tell you that that blood represented the blood of Jesus. You got to understand when we take communion, when we take of the cup, we're taking something that represents the blood of Jesus. So they put the blood on the door. Well, when the angel of death passed by, that's the strongest, <laughs> you know, thing. The angel of death, when it passed by, it couldn't touch the people who had the blood on their door. And uh, also what they did is they roasted the lamb and then uh, they ate it. And the Bible says that when the children of Israel left Egypt, that there was not one sick or feeble one among them. They had the blood on the door and they put the lamb inside of them. And again, any theologian will tell you that that lamb represented the lamb of God. It represented Jesus Christ. Well, I want to tell you something. The Bible says that there was not one sick or feeble one among them. That meant before, prior to leaving Egypt, when they ate of that lamb, it must have been the greatest healing meeting that's ever happened on the face of this planet that all these millions of people as after they put the blood on the door and roasted the lamb and when they put that inside of them boom something happened i mean there it must have been that cripples were immediately healed it must have been that diseases w were leaving the people because there's not one sick or feeble one among them that meant all the crippled all the lame immediately boom healed and they left Egypt. And I want to tell you something. And that's what this is what I was telling the people last week as we were receiving communion. 
if the blood that represented the blood of Jesus had power, and if the lamb that just represented Jesus had power, how much more in the year 2019 does the actual blood of Jesus and does the actual lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world who died 2000 years ago on Calvary's cross, how much more does the reality of that have power today and now? Amen. We're not living under a shadow of what is to come. We're living in what happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus came. He paid the price for your sin. He paid the price for your sickness and disease, for your poverty and lack. Jesus paid the price so that we can walk in freedom, so that we can walk in liberty, so that we can walk in blessing. Come on. I don't want any person that's listening to miss out on what Jesus paid the price for you to walk in 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the Bible says in Romans, if the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you, he will quicken you and he will make alive your mortal body. Amen. So Jesus is still a healer. He's still a deliverer. The Bible says in Revelation that they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. So come on. What an awesome God that we serve. What an awesome God. What an awesome God. Amen. So come on. I, I pray that this, these things become a reality to you. Amen. I can tell when it's a reality to someone on a Sunday morning. If they just sit and glare at me, just a, a glazed look over their face, no no sparkle in their eyes when we're talking about these things. It's not real to them. I, I mean, I, I know a lot of believers. I know a lot of people. And uh, they know about these things. And uh, they have the head knowledge of it. But I pray that it becomes real to each person listening to me. I, I pray that I pray that you see Jesus as he really is, not a religious Jesus that may have been taught to you by some priest or some person. Amen. But I, I pray that you see the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Amen. I pray that you walk in the reality of, of everything that Jesus has done, because when it becomes real to you, that's when it becomes real through you. And that's when it manifests in your life. Cause you have a lot of believers, they know about it, but you don't see it in their life. And I believe if you're listening this morning, God's plan for you and God's will for you is that it becomes a reality and that you don't just know about it, but you see it, you experience it. Amen. And I'll say this too, and I'm trying to get somewhere this morning, and I think I am, but I'll, I'll say this too. As long as you're offended over healing, as long as you're offended over prosperity and provision, you'll never have it. You'll never have it. You cannot walk in what you get offended over. You cannot walk in what you criticize. You criticize healing, you're not going to have healing. And when you need it, when your wife needs it, when your family members need it, and all you know how to pray is, oh, Lord, if it be thy will, that's not going to help anybody. That's not going to help anybody. Oh, Lord, if it be thy will. Shouldn't you know the will of God? Shouldn't you know? The will of God is in his word. Shouldn't you understand your covenant and what Jesus did 2,000 years ago? 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. Amen. Hallelujah. He took our infirmity. He, he bare our diseases. So you mean Jesus took stripes in vain so that we can pray now, Lord, if you do want. That's like pr praying, oh, Lord, if it be thy will to save this person. Of course he wants to save that person. Of course he does. Amen. Of course he wants to heal. 
Of course he wants to provide and bless and prosper. It says in 2 Corinthians 8, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was very rich for your sake, he became poor, that through his poverty, you might become rich. He wants to bless you. And that was not talking about spiritual riches. Paul was talking about an, an offering, and he was talking about money. He was talking about material things. And uh, I know I might be irritating a couple of people this morning because there are some out there, they don't believe in anything. And uh, I love you, but you need to get with the program because we have a city that's lost and dying. And you need to experience the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because because Shockton's breakthrough depends on you getting a breakthrough. Because what God does to you and in you, He wants to do through you. When God blesses you, when God does something in you, He wants to then use you as an instrument to set other people free. I pray this is blessing somebody this morning. But it, I believe it's time for God's people to take a stand. It's time for God's people to be bold. And for those of you, you're Holy Ghost people, you speak with other tongues, you lay hands on the sick, you cast devils out, don't be ashamed that God is using you. You move in the gifts of the Spirit, don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Do not blush. Stand up, arise and shine. The glory of the Lord's upon you. It's time to be a witness in Coshocton, Ohio. I believe that there is going to be a wave of God's glory and power across our city, and religion and tradition cannot stop it. The plan of man cannot stop it. Nothing, the, the enemy cannot stop what God's about to do. We're bringing Jesus in, and we're running the devil out. God is going to invade this city, and people are going to be saved, and people are going to be set free. Amen. Amen. But come on. It's time to rise up. Amen. Well, I hope you're enjoying this broadcast this morning. I'm just speaking from my heart. We want to go ahead and go into a clip this morning of last Sunday. This is on the river. The name of our church is the River Church, but this is actually a service on the river of God. The Bible says that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Uh, just before we play that, once again, I want to invite you to the River Church. 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. We begin this morning at 10 a.m. You can go to theriverkoshocton.com for additional information, or you can Google us and get directions on there. Let's go ahead and go into this clip right now. How many of you guys know Joy has a voice? And the voice is very clearly defined in the Bible as laughter or shout. Amen. So it says, I have the joy. Well, if you do... It would express itself through you in the form of laughter or a shout. You know, the religious world has confused peace with joy. They, oh, I have peace, I have peace, and you have that peaceful whatever. But joy is different than peace. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. There's peace and joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people, they say, oh, I have the joy. Well, you got to notify your face. Amen. Tell your face that you have the joy because it will show on your countenance. Amen. Amen. And uh, some people, you, you know, if you open up a briefcase of a million dollars and gave it to them, what would they do? <gasps> right? They'd, oh, I'm going to call. Da, 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 I'm going to do this. They wouldn't go. Oh, wow. That's just so wonderful. Right? If you gave them a briefcase of them, or a brand new car, new Lexus, whatever, you give them a car, and then they're not going to go, oh, well, that's just great. Praise the Lord. No, come on. So if people in the world can get excited, I mean, I, 
you know, you see the football game. How many of you guys have seen OSU one? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God's with our team because we live in Ohio. Hallelujah. And uh, so God is with us. Hallelujah. And uh, <laughs> it was a beating, man. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and uh, someone from Michigan just put a sad face. You know, they just put a thumbs down on our video. But, uh, you know, if people in, in the natural, they can get excited over a football game. We're, we're involved in something so much greater than a football game. Amen. And uh, I, I thought it's funny because I've seen people, they come to the service and people begin to get joy and they begin to laugh and they get excited and everything. And, uh, you know, but then there are people, they get offended, they walk out, they get angry because people are happy in church. But then they'll go to a stinking football game and, I mean, just go crazy, man. Every time their team scores a touchdown, yeah, you know, they're going, you know. So, so if that can move you, we serve a God that's so much greater than a silly football and men running around in tights, you know what I mean, grabbing each other's butts. I mean, come on, we serve a greater God. Can you say amen? Yeah. amen. <laughs> so amen. the Bible says in Peter, I don't know if I'm going to get there this morning, but the Bible says in Peter, though you've not seen him, you believe and you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So what is joy unspeakable? You're speechless. What is joy unspeakable and full of glory look like? Someone demonstrate that this morning. Come on, I'm, I need by way of demonstration what a static, overflowing joy <laughs> looks like. What does it look like? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bubbling forth. The Bible says, with joy you'll draw from the wells of salvation. Isaac, what, what did Isaac's name mean? What did it mean? Someone tell me. Abraham, Isaac. What did they name Isaac? Isaac meant laughter, right? Isaac meant laughter. And what did Isaac do? He went and he began to, to, to redig the wells that the Philistine had filled that, that his father Abraham dug. What does that mean? Laughter undigs the wells because there's a lot of believers who are blocked up, plugged up, full of something. Amen. Hallelujah, they've built a dam where that river used to flow, but laughter will undig and it'll unblock the, <laughs> the wells. With joy will you draw from the wells of salvation. Amen? Amen? So we should be happy. Amen. And not just on Sunday morning. We should be happy on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a, in, the, in the middle of the worst storm, in the middle of the worst opposition we can still have joy unspeakable and full of glory. We can have it. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And people will come around you. How can you be so joyful in a time like this? And she could say, well, let me tell you. Amen. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me than this storm. Amen. And no, nothing shall by any means hurt me. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he's given us a joy that won't stop. Amen. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, joy. And the gospel message, it, it premiered with joy. The angels came unto the wise men and said, I give you a message of glad tidings of great joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So the religious world, they'll take Christmas and, you know, joy is, you know, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And, you know, December is in some places that I've been and I've attended. 
December is the only time you see believers come in smiling, you know. And then Easter come around and Good Friday, it's like Sad Friday. Everyone comes in crying, you know. But then Resurrection Sunday, everyone's happy again because Jesus is back. You know what I mean? And uh, come on, we can have this all year round. Acts 13 says the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. So you can have the Holy Ghost and you can have joy. It's on the menu. So let's have it. Amen. And I wrote in here a little bit about a, a religious leader who uh, some people follow his teachings even today, and, uh, which is unfortunate because um, I, I wrote here, historical religion has always tried its best to muzzle the church. And John Calvin, who was a spiritual leader in, in Geneva, he tried to control people's outward behavior. And he banned all outward displays of joyful emotions. And there are some churches to this day, if you go in and if you display any emotion of joy, you actually get like glared at, preached down to. Who knows what I'm talking about? Can't make a noise. <laughs> One man under his, he, he banned all outward displays of joyful emotions. Even going so far as to ban yeah. bright clothing. Yes. No bright clothing. So you had to go to church, dress dark, like it's God's funeral. Sad. I'll tell you, we serve a living God. Amen. We serve a living yes, God. Yes. And Joseph <laughs> was given a coat by his father. Who remembers that? And it was a coat of many colors. And the other brothers didn't like the coat. They didn't like the coat. Amen. They got upset when he wore the coat. It was a coat of many colors. So when you wear the coat, don't just wear it to church. Are you with me? Wear it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wear it to work. Some people take their coat off and they go to work. Put on an old gray You can wear the coat. Amen. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit our, our, our signet ring, our seal. Now, if you're married, you wouldn't take your ring off and then go out in public, would you? Hello. You wouldn't do that. Amen. So why would you take your coat off? Why would you leave the Holy Spirit to the side and say, okay, I'm going to go out in public now. I need to be somber. Or I'm going to go to this denominational church. They don't believe in the moving of the Spirit, so I'm just going to leave that at home. Some believers, they get the coat of many colors, and they only look at the coat in their closet somewhere, in their prayer closet. They don't take it out of the closet. They leave it hung up, and they go and they look at it. But when they go to church, they don't wear it. When they go out in public, they don't wear it. You don't hear anything about it, and many people don't even know that they have it because they don't want to offend their other brothers and their other sisters. Are you with me this morning? They don't want to offend anyone. Joseph wore it. He wore the coat. And his brothers were really upset. And I know theologians would disagree with me, but I don't believe that Joseph wore that coat out of arrogance because his father gave him the coat. He wore it out of humility. This is the coat my father gave me. So you wear the coat not out of arrogance, not to say, look at me, look at, you know. You wear the coat because it's the coat that he gave you. I'm sorry if you don't like the color of joy. 
I'm sorry if you don't like the color of other tongues. I'm sorry if you don't like the color of healing. I'm sorry if you don't like the color of in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry, but I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it because not out of pride. I'm going to wear it out of humility because that's the coat. It's the coat my father gave me. And I'm not, and, and you know what, religious people, they want you all to wear the same color coat, religious gray coat, where you all look the same and you're just a carbon copy, but God's got a coat specially made for you, for you, amen. And it doesn't look the same as everybody else's, so don't let people come and rip a color out of your coat. I'm just, again, saying hello. I'm just writing off the bulletin, uh, but I feel this. Are you with me? Is anyone a little lost or confused? I hope you're getting this. Amen. Don't let people come and rip the color out. Don't let the devil come with his gnarly hand and try to rip a color out of that coat and try to patch it with an old gray, ugly, not if you're wearing gray, it's I like gray, you know, but, you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, but don't, amen. <laughs> Are you with me? It's a coat. Wear the coat. Wear the coat. And at the river, someone says, <laughs> someone says, my coat got stolen at the last church I went to. <laughs> the, the, the deacons stole my coat. They took it. Well, the Lord will give you a new coat. Amen. He'll give you a new one. Amen. So it says, I lost my coat. We'll give you a new one. Amen. <laughs> it's the code. And Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He comes over you, comes upon you like clothing. And you'll be my witnesses. So when you go be a witness, you better wear the coat. You better wear the coat. Do not be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Never. Never. You should be ashamed if you're religious. Traditional. No life, no fruit, no power like the Dead Sea. That's, that's what a disgrace. But I will not be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, you'll produce fruit, and your fruit will remain. So if you're producing fruit, don't get all disgruntled and upset because somebody's criticizing you who's not even producing anything. Who cares? So it says, that person's really upset with me. Are they winning souls? No. Who cares? You want to be like them? Look like you were baptized in lemon juice? Is that who you want to be like? From the first church of lemon juice. <laughs> Bitter. Sour. So don't get upset. No, it happened when, when I was 18. <clears throat> I was attending a church, and they were good people. But they didn't believe in any of the gifts of the Spirit or the moving of the Spirit. They believed that the gift of, of the word of knowledge was just being very knowledgeable. Well, that's not a very supernatural gift. You can just go to college and get knowledgeable. Are you with me? They believe the gift of the word of wisdom was just a wise word. Well, that's a natural thing, too. I mean, you can just receive wisdom, you know. And uh, they believe the, 
the gifts of healing, well, that, those weren't for today, so don't, you know, even talk about that. And, uh, and, but I remember when I was so eager and I was reading the Word and I thought there's more. There. Paul said, I, I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit and power. And, uh, you know, Paul said the gospel is not only in Word but in power. And uh, so, you know, I remember asking the leaders, I said, well, you know, I, I want more and I see this in the Word. How do I get more? And then they said, they told me to be careful because when you get off into that stuff, you'll fall into deception. But then I read the, the word where Jesus said, if you ask for a, piece, a loaf of bread, will your father give you a stone? Or if you ask for an egg, will he give you a serpent? And if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Holy Spirit give good gifts to those who ask? Amen. So it was like they were always trying to block the way of, of going deeper and more of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't let any person, don't let any religion or tradition, don't let anything stop you from receiving more of God or discourage you, or discourage you. Because some people get zealous and then maybe someone that they really respected suddenly doesn't like them or whatever. You know, hey, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to go, I'm going to run the race. I'm going for everything that Jesus paid the price on Calvary's cross for me to walk in. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And I'm going to have joy while I'm at it. It's on the menu. <laughs> I saw it in the Word. It's on the menu. I'm going to have it. Who's going to have it with me? We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshopton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoshopton.com.